Hello there and welcome to Planet Sport Football Africa, the show where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe, joined as usual by Solomon Ashams. And today we're asking whether it's true that football was better in the old days. Now here in Zimbabwe and indeed in many countries around Africa, retired great players will tell you that football was much better in their era than today. They might say that they were more committed, more entertaining, and that they would have gone further with the opportunities that African players have today. But how far true is that? During our playing days, you see, each one could become adventurous with the ball. You could make things happen individually. And individually, each player could change the cosmetic of the game. But before we get to that, what a stunning performance from Morocco's Raja Casablanca at the FIFA Club World Cup in Morocco, where they will play Bayern Munich of Germany on Saturday night in the final after shocking Atletico Mineiro of Brazil 3-1 in the semi-finals on Wednesday. Mineiro, led by Brazil great Ronaldinho, were expected to sail past Raja, but with big home support, Raja Casablanca did it. And it's only the second time that an African team has reached the final of the FIFA Club World Cup in the ten editions that it's been staged, with Tipi Mazembe having been runners-up to Inter Milan of Italy back in 2010. Solomon, this is a huge, huge result for African football. Definitely, Steve. Atalico Mineiro with the great Ronaldinho right there. They're the South American champions and they coming into this game knowing that you know their target is to get to the finals and if you look at Raza Casablanca as a club not really a top Moroccan club side not a top African club side they're currently sitting feet on the league table in uh, Morocco they just recently sacked their coach and now they have a new coach so expectations was very low coming into the FIFA Club World Cup and against Atalico Mineiro no one gave them a chance uh, I think this is great for African football the rest of Africa is definitely behind Raja Casablanca just for getting into the finals and it's also a talking point around African football right now because it is being hosted in the continent of Africa so I like the whole attention that the FIFA Club World Cup is receiving. And adding to those congratulations on our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa, Abli Osise says congratulations to Raja Casablanca. The best of luck to them as the Bavarians await on Saturday. That's Bayern Munich. And Prince Emma in the Gambia says congratulations to Raja. The entire African continent is behind you. If an African team can upset a South American team, that is a sign of improvement for African football, especially with the 2014 World Cup coming up in South Africa. Would you agree with that, Solomon? Yes, I definitely agree with that. If an African team can go ahead and do that, and we're not even looking at just a top uh, African team, but we're looking at an African team that is not even amongst the top 10 uh, football clubs in Africa. So it's definitely a good sign that Africa is indeed blessed with so many talents. However, on the downside at the FIFA Club World Cup, Africa's greatest ever team, Al Ahly of Egypt, the eight-time African champions, were a big disappointment, uh, losing their quarter-final to the Chinese champions, Gongzhou Evergrande 2-0, and then losing the fifth-place playoff 5-1 to Monterrey of Mexico. 
I don't know if we can say maybe, actually, we're perhaps below par because of the political situation in Egypt resulting in the league not taking place this year. But uh, on the other hand, they were quite convincing African champions this year. So disappointment there were al Ahly. Yes, disappointment there from al Ahly. You know, I thought they were going to be able to at least get into the semi-finals. And I think for me, it wasn't just about the tournament, but it's also about uh, how much uh, political situation in Egypt has affected uh, the, the team al Ahly. It has just affected their play. The league was suspended for quite a long time. And I think I saw a bit of that during the African Champions League when they came in and uh, in the first few games didn't play so well. I never really expected them to go ahead and win the African Champions League 2013 against Orlando Paris in the finals uh, because I felt uh, the political situation in Egypt and also the suspension of the league and the inactivity of the lot uh, of a lot of the players would definitely affect uh, Al-Hali. But I think it didn't really affect them that much in the African Champions League. But then uh, playing in the FIFA World Club Cup, we saw uh, a lot of it. You know, a big disappointment for me there. Didn't live up to expectations. Well, disappointing there, Al Ahly, but we really do wish Raja Casablanca all the best in Saturday night's final of the FIFA Club World Cup against Bayern Munich, the European champions. Now, here in Zimbabwe, we recently had a Legends match featuring retired greats from Zimbabwe who took on their counterparts from South Africa. The South Africa team included goalkeeper Brian Baloy and Jerry Legs of Thunder Sikosana, who scored the winning goal for Orlando Pirates in the 1995 CAF Champions League final. In the Zimbabwe squad was Eric Isom, who played for Harare Giants Dynamos in the late 70s and 80s, and he says that football was more entertaining here in Zimbabwe in his era. You find nowadays uh, the, 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 the present group of players, they are not, no, no longer personally responsible on the pitch of play. The, now when the, foot, when the ball comes towards a, a particular individual player, you can see there's uh, an element of him being an enemy with the football. But during our playing days, you see each one could, have, could become adventurous with the ball. You could make things happen individually. And individually, each player could change the cosmetic of the game. But you see, uh, the, the present group of players nowadays, because uh, maybe I think, to put it personally, he knows he's got his paycheck at the end of the month. He's, football for him is no longer something that he can use to entertain the crowd. But uh, our, our, the, the players of our times, you, you could feel that when he's got the football in his position, he could make things happen and entertain the crowd. Because it was not a, a matter of earning money, but it was commitment and passion to entertain the, 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 the watching public. Well, that's Zimbabwe yesteryear star Eric Isom saying there was more commitment and passion in his day. Uh, Solomon, it's very hard to compare football, of course, from nowadays with the 70s or 80s across most African countries uh, because things have changed so much. But Eric Isom explaining that in his day there was no professional setup and that it led to more passion, more expression from the players and more entertaining football. Yes, Steve, I think the view of Eric Assam is shared not just in Zimbabwe, but even across Africa. You know, if you go to Kenya, if you go to Nigeria, Cameroon, South Africa, it's the same thing. You know, football fans and football administrators and also football clubs are beginning to feel like other uh, football players are not really committed. Football players are not showing the passion that we used to see in the 70s and the 80s. Growing up for me in Nigeria, especially in the 80s, when I was very 
very, very young, started following football. You know, we have great players like Muda Shiru Lawal. We have Shegun Madmatical Adugwami. Uh, we have Bess Ogodengwe, the great goalkeeper. You know, they, they were so committed. I remember when this, the Super Eagles were then called the Green Eagles of Nigeria. Uh, you, you just watching them and the passion that they play with was just so intense that you would just be motivated to not just follow football, but to show passion and commitment in whatever you do. And we saw the same thing in South Africa, you know, back in the days when players like Jomo Sono, you know, uh, Kaiser Mutaun, you know, who also played in Canada and uh, Major League Football for Cosmos with uh, King Pele, that is uh, Jomo Sono. There was so much, so much passion and commitment to it. And one thing Eric did mention that I definitely agree with is the ability of uh, current players to be able to keep the ball he said it's not about really getting the ball you have to keep the ball you have to you know maneuver the ball around you have to be able to do something creative with the ball which is what, not what we see these days you know so the entertainment value has been taken away a little bit because of that interesting stuff let's hear from kenya where the national team the harambe stars recently hosted and won the west african sekafa cup uh, that by the way on the day that the country celebrated 50 years of independence. Josfat Kyoko spoke to football fans in Mombasa and asked them how they compare the football of today with the olden days. It has really gone down. It really has gone down. That is my thought. But I think with the winning of the SECAF, I think the government and they really have time to improve and really show Kenyans that they can really do something about football in Kenya with this win of the SECAF. So let's now talk about uh, what entertains you as a fan on the pitch mm-hmm. and the commitment of players. Do you think something is lacking in our players nowadays? They've lacked the morale. Not as they were before. All the time we see them complaining, see they have not been paid their allowances, they are not being taken care of. That demoralizes them as players. So we as fans, how do we support them? Yet the government itself is not coming out to support our own team. What do you think uh, is lacking in Kenyan football in terms of entertainment and maybe commitment by the players themselves? Compared to those days, Current players are not as committed as uh, the ones that we had in those heydays because uh, actually in those days there was no money and they used to play even without allowances. But nowadays, as much as there is a lot of money, eh, most players actually are money-minded to the extent that they play for money. That one has at least defeated the purpose, the commitment that they would have had. Uh, and also... When it comes to entertainment, I, I find the football in those days was more entertaining than now because now uh, people just play to score, but uh, not to entertain the, the crowd. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. My name is uh, Mary Akini. I support uh, Gormaya. Gormaya is a, is a team, but it is an old club. In fact, they have improved. To compare the football in the old years and nowadays, those early days, it was marvelous. And in between here, it was dormant. But now, again, it has come up, it has started to improve. You can even go and watch the football. What do you think has changed to improve the football in Kenya? The leaders have come in between to support these teams. What about um, the challenges? Do you think there's anything lacking in terms of football entertainment on the on the pitch or the commitment of players who play for national team or the clubs? The commitment, I can see they are nowadays committed. 
because after they have played, you will get that some other leaders have giving, are giving them something, finance. Even before they play, you will find that a, a certain leader is promising them something. So by that time, they really had the morale to play. That's the views of football fans in Mombasa in Kenya. Well, you can give us your views on this on our Facebook page. That's Planet Sport Football Africa. That's all one word, Planet Sport Football Africa. We'll be having part two of this topic as it is a big one with lots and lots of different opinions. So we'd love to hear your thoughts on our Facebook page. Let's get the views now of our UK football expert, Stuart Weir. Stuart, what do you make of former footballers telling us that it was better in their day? Uh, you know, this week, Steve, uh, I watched on television the Champions League game where Galatasaray beat Juventus. Uh, Juventus were the better team, but after 80 minutes, a long ball into the Galatasaray attack. There was Didier Drogba hanging in the air, cushioning a header down. Wesley Schneider took one touch and found the corner of the net across Buffon. And to me, that goal came from sheer class by two players. And that is something which, for me, is absolutely timeless. There is class. There is something about a player that, in my view, would make him succeed at any era. Now, it's very easy to look back on the past, I think, with we, we say with rose-tinted spectacles and think, well, everything was better. I tend to think that the great players in any era would be great players now, or today's players would probably have done quite well in the past. But I do love these debates, you know. Uh, was George Best better than um, Wayne Rooney? Was Pelly better than Maradona? You know, nobody knows the answer, but we can all have our opinions and uh, we can we can argue about all day. Well, yes, that uh, debate in particular about Maradona and Pele somewhat reflects uh, our discussion on the standards in African football. You know, this argument as to whether Brazil's Pele was better than Argentina's Diego Maradona, with Pele playing in the late 1950s up to the early 70s and Maradona at his peak in the 80s. Well, that's interesting that when I interviewed Kaká this year, I asked him about Pele and he said Pele won three World Cups. Full stop. End of argument. No other player has done that. And I thought that was a really interesting way of putting it because you can talk about skills, but you can also talk about achievements. And Maradona had amazing skills in that goal against England in 86. But at the end of the day, his career wasn't that long. Uh, he won a World Cup, of course, with Argentina, but perhaps he didn't get the best out of himself. Pelly certainly lasted longer. And, you know, as Kaka said, you can't argue with winning three World Cups. Thanks a lot to Stuart Weir. Do give us your views on this on our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. Have the standards of football gone down in your country? Was it better in years gone by? We'll continue with this topic in two weeks' time, so we'd love to hear your views on this on the Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. Next week, as it's the end of the year, we'll be looking at the African football highlights of 2013, plus an interview with Nigeria and Liverpool striker Victor Moses. From me, Steve Vickers in Zimbabwe, thanks for listening, and Planet Sport Football Africa is a 2K Plus international sports media production. Production.